You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 50. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another edition of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Today is a special one. We are celebrating the 50th episode. So I am so excited because I know you might think I've had more than 50 episodes. I've been doing this for a while, right? But just until recently have I been doing a weekly podcast. So we are finally at number 50, and we're going to celebrate today. So I'm mixing things up a little bit. You're going to be able to win a prize. And I have a co-host today. So instead of just bringing on someone to interview, I'm doing things a little bit differently today. And I've asked my really good friend. And when I say really good friend, I mean it. We hang out a lot here in San Diego. My really great friend, Rick Mulready, to come on the show and co-host with me today. We're like um, Regis and Kathy Lee because we're co-hosting today. Yes, you're Regis (laughs) for the record. Okay. And I'm Kathy Lee and we're going to co-host the show all about paid advertising. So Rick or Regis, thanks for being here with me today. (laughs) It's not Michael Strahan. Like Regis is no longer there. You just want to be someone bigger and badder. I just know it. Okay. You can be Michael, but Regis and Kathy Lee sounds so much more fun. (laughs) Congratulations on this being number 50. Thank you so much. I can't believe we're finally here. I think it's going to get to number 100 really quickly if we're doing a weekly show now, but I'm really happy to be at number 50. And Rick and I have been talking before we came on and I thought one thing would be really fun is to give away a prize. So in honor of my 50th episode, I am giving away a membership into my signature program, The Profit Lab. It's all about how to build business funnels so that you can grow your email list and profit from your leads. And I launched this program twice a year. It's coming out in May of 2015. And so if you want to win a membership into the program, you can leave a review for my podcast. So just go on iTunes, search for Online Marketing Made Easy, leave a review. And when you do that, anytime between now and March 20th, I will pick a winner to win a membership into the Profit Lab. So leave a review and you could be my big winner. That's just in honor of our 50th episode. So Rick, today we are talking paid advertising. Now, the reason I wanted you to come on and co-host is because you actually have a podcast all about this, right? Yes. Yes. The art of paid traffic. And it's kind of kicking butt right now. It's extremely Mm -hmm. popular. It's really good. Tell people a little bit about what it's about so they know kind of what you're about. Yeah. So I basically started this podcast because everybody had been asking me to to do something like this. And I, I looked around, there was no other podcast that was you know, strictly about paid traffic. And so I wanted to get into it. And and really, I mean, I'm so passionate about it because number one, I've been doing it for almost 15 years, but it's such, it has such a negative connotation. I think to people is that, you know, like, oh, I don't want to pay for traffic or that's, I I can't afford that. You know, that's, you you need big budgets for that and that sort of thing. And so I really wanted to kind of break down those types of barriers for people and explain how they can use paid traffic strategies. And, and we're talking everything from Facebook ads to LinkedIn ads to copyright, every native advertising, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. But every aspect of, of paid traffic, I discuss it on the show. And I bring on experts in those, you know, those fields that where I'm not an expert. So for example, like YouTube ads, which we're going to talk about today as well, 
I bring on an expert and we do an interview on it. And the idea on the show is for my listeners to leave with one or two actionable things that they can go and test in their business right away. And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, obviously we talk about Facebook ads. So I do solo episodes about that. I'm not afraid to bring on other Facebook ads people on the show as well, which I just recently did. We do Q and a episodes. It's been a lot of fun. And what I love is that they're short and to the point. I mean, really actionable and it doesn't take a long time to get the really good, valuable info from it. So I really like your format too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was very intentional where my, my previous podcast, you know, it could have been anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour and, you know, most shows out there sort of fall into that, yeah. uh, that time frame. So I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit and do something a little bit differently and, and shorten the episodes up. Now, one thing I am finding with these where I'm trying to keep it to around 15 minutes, yeah, I'm not cutting them off at 15 minutes because if we're in a really good conversation, then I don't want that, you know, I want the episode to be as long as it needs to be. Yeah, for so sure. So I don't want to cut people off. But they're usually pretty short and really good. So there's like a lot of different ways to use paid advertising that you're going to talk about in the show, right? Yep, exactly. Cool. So I can't wait for those episodes to come out too. It's fairly new show. So definitely go check it out. The Art of Paid Traffic. That's right, right? Yes, Okay, good. I feel so bad if I got it wrong. When I first wrote the Facebook (laughs) marketing book, all in one for, now I'm going to get it wrong. Facebook marketing, all in one for dummies. When I first wrote that book, every time someone introduced me as the author of, they butchered the title. So now I'm always scared to butcher everybody else's titles. So you got it right. Got it right. Okay. So we are going to talk about, like you said, YouTube advertising, Facebook advertising, something called native ads, which you guys are going to love because it basically takes your blog posts and turns them into a lead generating machine. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get into those main topics, two things I want to tell you. First of all, I want to tell you guys that we have this free giveaway, just like all my other shows, a PDF giveaway. And in this show, Rick and I put together something really special. We're going to show you how to put together a highly converting YouTube ad and a highly converting Facebook ad. So it's the anatomy of a highly converting ad. And we're going to break it up for YouTube and for Facebook. So that's the giveaway for this show. And it's really valuable. So you can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash 50 download, just the number 50 in the word download, amyporterfield.com forward slash 50 download, or you can text 50 download to the number 38470. So go ahead and grab that right away before you forget. It's going to be really valuable when you sit down to put together your ads. And I'll mention it a little bit later in the show as well, just in case you forget. So that's one thing I wanted to cover. The next thing I wanted to cover before we get into the specifics is this idea that I don't have a big enough budget to run ads or Rick, I know you've heard this one Mm -hmm. a lot too, because we talked about it. I don't have time to learn how to do all this ad stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about this and you had a really great perspective on, you know, I I can't do this for my business right now. What were you saying? Yeah. So for your listeners who might be thinking that they're, they're like, oh, I just, I keep hearing about all the successful you know, the people who are having success with their Facebook ads or they're trying YouTube ads or whatever it might be that they don't have time to do that. I would encourage them to look at what they are spending their time on in their business. And so if they don't have time to look at ways to automate their leads and sales coming into their business and spending the time on learning what those things are and how to do those things, then it might be an opportunity to look at and, you know, really kind of take inventory of the types of things that they are spending their time on 
in their business. So maybe it might be a case where if they're saying, you know what, I don't have time to learn Facebook ads or I don't have time to learn YouTube ads, you know, these strategies that will bring them an automated stream of leads and sales into their business, you know, maybe they're they're spending time on the wrong things in their business that it is is not freeing up that time to learn, you know, the automation side. So it's probably a good idea to start inventorying or start like just looking at how they spend their time in their business and what types of things that they're spending their time on that might be taking them away from these other forms that, um, you know, are, are very likely going to automate leads and sales for their business. I totally agree. And that just reminds me in episode number 48, you go to my show notes, you can check it out. I interviewed Todd Herman, my personal business coach, and that PDF giveaway in that show was basically an assessment of how you're spending your time. And for seven mm. days, I challenged my audience to really put into categories where they're spending their time and what they're doing. And you'll notice that a lot of the times you're spending time in a category that's not very valuable for you. You'll understand it when you check out episode 48. But I think that's a good place to start if you're thinking, I don't have time for this paid advertising stuff. It's interesting to me, but I don't even know how I would figure it all out. So I want you to check out episode 48 for info on getting clear on where you're spending your time now. But second, I also want you to really think about the fact that when you spend time on advertising, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, whatever you might be doing, you're actually cutting through this social media noise, all that clutter that's out there. What Facebook ads and all other ads allow you to do is get out in front of the perfect audience so that you're not wasting your time on Facebook searching for the perfect audience and having your posts fall flat, or you're not, you know, spinning your wheels trying to figure out how am I going to grow my email list? When you invest even $5 a day to start, but when you invest in paid advertising, you elevate your brand above what everybody else is doing. Because Rick and I also were talking about earlier that most people don't use ads. They listen in, you're listening in now, they figure out what it's all about, but then they don't take the action to actually implement. So you actually get to stand out from everybody else when you take the steps to implement. So my challenge for you today is to learn one new thing about paid advertising and really keep an open mind. It does not take a huge budget to make this work. $5, $10 a day for a few days to start is a great place to start if you've never done ads. But I want you to start thinking, what's one thing that I can take action on right away just to see how this might work for my business? Facebook ads are the number one way that I've grown my email list. I use webinars and I promote the webinars with Facebook ads. And I know Rick does the same thing and it works really, really well. But mm. there's so many different ways to do it. So Rick, if you're cool with it, let's start out with talking about these native ads that you've really been talking about a lot, learning about a lot, and they're very, very doable, especially for someone even just starting out with ads. Yeah, for sure. And before I get into that, I didn't want to interrupt you before, but you were talking about the entrepreneurial scorecard, I believe, yes. the, the download. And I'm looking at the pay. I printed them out myself. Oh, good. And Love I have it. them on my desk right here. And because I, I think <laughs> it's such a great exercise to do where, you know, where are you spending your time? $10 task, $100 task, $1,000 yes. an hour, you know, that sort of thing. It's it's a great exercise to do. Good stuff, it. right? Because the more time you're spending in that $10 or $100 tasks that you should be outsourcing, yep. right there is your time to learn how to do some paid advertising. Yeah, exactly. And your paid advertising can go into that $1,000 or $10,000 oh, yeah. type of task. Good, so, good call. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about native ads and native ads is kind of one of those it's kind of one of those buzzwords that I, I saw an article yesterday. It said something like, can we kill the whole 
native advertising term already. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's, it's already it's, caught on too much. It's already getting, it's already getting overused. Yeah. <laughs> all, all native ads, just to, for those of you who don't know what that term is, all it really means is it's an advertisement that is sending people to uh, a piece of content. So whether that piece of content is a blog post or whether it is a, I don't know, maybe it's a show notes page for a podcast. It's some form of content that you're sending somebody to rather than a direct opt-in form or a sales page. You may have seen these in, well, they're, they're in magazines and newspapers all the time, where if you're flipping through a magazine, it says it's like a sponsored sponsored ad or something like that. It'll say at the top, but it yeah. looks like content that you, you know, like it's part of the magazine. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's native advertising, that the 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 article or the content that they're showing looks like it would appear or that it should be appearing in that particular magazine or newspaper and online, it's no different. And so the idea of native advertising, for example, let's use Facebook ads as an example. So rather than driving your Facebook ad to an opt-in page or to a registration page, maybe you send people to a, a blog post. So you're actually promoting the blog post from your ad. You're adding value to people on Facebook, which I think we should talk about a little bit here and how kind of Facebook is shifting a little bit with their, well, not, not a little, a lot with their advertising, but you're promoting the blog post, you're sending people to the blog post. And then from the blog post, you can build, you know, kind of what we're calling like two lists. So you can retarget people. So you have a pixel, you're tracking people who come to that blog post page. So you're building a retargeting audience that you can then turn around and show ads to again on Facebook. So that's a very warm list, if you will, of people because those people clicked on your ad or organically went to that blog post. And then you also have an opt-in form on that page so that, you know, whether it's, you know, on the, in the sidebar or whether it's maybe in the middle of the post or at the end of the post. So you have another way to collect, you know, that's another way to build your list as well. Okay. So you're building a retargeting list and an email list. Okay. I love this so much. We're going to, let's go back don't let me forget. I want to talk a little bit about this retargeting and pixeling just mm -hmm. to make sure people understand. And I want you to make sure you touch on how Facebook ads are shifting and how yeah. Facebook's looking at that. So I just want to make sure everyone really understands how this can be used for their own business as well. So I'm going to give you an example of how I've used it. So I have the Profit Lab program coming up in May. And what I'll do before that, about a month before that actually launches, is I will create a series of blog posts that relate to the content that's in the program. And it's going to be content that would attract the perfect ideal audience that would also want to buy the Profit Lab program. So in the Profit Lab, I talk about list building and I talk about Facebook ads and building your funnel for your business. So I'll create a few different blog posts around those topics and then I'll run ads to the blog post. And so when people click on the ad, they come to my blog post. I'll use a pixel on my site. We'll talk about that in a minute so that I can actually say, okay, inside of Facebook, here's a list of people that clicked on the ad. They obviously have been interested in the content. I can retarget those people when I start running ads for my promo webinar for the Profit Lab. So it's like this built-in list. Now, this is a great thing to do, especially if you have a small email list and you want to expand your reach. So Rick, talk to us a little about this whole retargeting and the pixel, because for someone who hasn't done it before, it's a little bit confusing. It is. Yeah, it's it's one pixel. So you get so Facebook calls it or they're actually kind of moving away from this term a little bit. But the website custom audience, it's basically Facebook's retargeting pixel. And each account has one pixel. And a lot of people get messed up there 
in a sense of there's a conversion tracking, there's conversion tracking pixels, I should say, multiple, but there's only one retargeting pixel. And that pixel gets placed on your website, on your website's theme between the head tags. And so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, where that would go, just grab the pixel and send it off to your web guy because that's exactly what I would do as well. Oh, me too. It's, <laughs> and so then you set up your audiences. And what I mean by that is you set up who you want to be tracking and what pages that you want to track. So if you want to build an audience of anybody coming to any page on your website, you can do that. Or maybe it's your podcast pages, like your category pages on your website. Or if it's a specific blog post like we're talking about here, you can track the people who are coming to that specific URL. And so what this is doing, this, this is super fresh in my mind right now because I'm, I'm rereading the book. It's an amazing book. I don't know if you've read it. It's called 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. No, I haven't read that one. Oh my God. I'm going to send it to you because it's amazing. Um, I'll put Perry it in Marshall, the show notes, guys. Yeah. Perry Marshall is kind of a, he's kind of the godfather of AdWords, Google AdWords. And he's written this amazing book about the whole, using the whole 80-20 principle in sales and marketing. And one of the concepts that he talks about is called racking the shotgun. And uh, it's a little aggressive, I know. Whoa, what's this about? You're, you're, basi- <laughs> you're basically pre-qualifying people. And so by sending people to a blog post, so those people who are interested in your blog post are going to that page to read it. And so they're already, by, by them doing it, they're raising their hand saying, yeah, I'm interested in this topic. So then when you have your, um, your product, so, so Profit Lab in this case that we're talking about here, they've already shown interest in a subject that is within Profit Lab. So yes. then they're more likely to be interested in, you know, getting on a webinar about it or, or something like that. Okay. So this whole shotgun thing, I call it <laughs> priming the pump. I think that's a better way to say it. Yes. We'll so, call it that. Okay. So yes, this is a great way to prime the pump. Now, just to be clear, everyone understands when you are doing this whole retargeting strategy with a Facebook ad, you're putting the pixel on your website. You're saying mm-hmm. every time someone goes to this blog post from a Facebook ad, tag them as someone that's interested in a certain topic. Now that list of people lives inside of Facebook and then you can retarget that list inside of Facebook with a different ad that you run. So you're not collecting names and emails for this retargeting campaign. You're just collecting a really quality list as a special targeting audience, also called custom audiences inside of your Facebook ads account. Now, what Rick said earlier is you can also ask for their name and email inside that blog post or maybe in the right column where the blog post is. You can get people to opt in. So now you actually have their email address and you have them in a special list for retargeting the next time you run an ad around this topic that you're talking about. Now, just to get into more specifics, because we can't do it all in the show, you have a really good podcast episode just about this, right? Yeah, for another shameless plug for the show. Okay, but <laughs> so, it's, it's good, guys. So it's, I'm going to yeah, plug it's, your it's show episode, all along. Thank you. It's episode number five, um, where I have Laura Roder on. And many of your, many of your listeners Love know that who girl. Laura Roder is. Yep. So she did this exact strategy. And during that episode, she takes us through exactly what she did. Now, she spent a lot of money on Facebook ads. She spent about $20,000. But her return on that, she made... $350,000. Holy cow. As a result. So, you know, if you're paying out 20 grand and you're going to make 350 grand back, I'll do it yes, every I'll, day. Do that. I'll do that all day long. So yeah, we talk about that and she takes us through exactly what she did. And it's this whole notion of building two lists, if you will, the retargeting list and the email list. So I just want to clarify one thing though. You're not just building a retargeting list within Facebook of 
people who click on your Facebook ad and go to your blog post, anybody who comes to that oh, blog good post, point. yeah, they're going to, as long as they're a Facebook user, they're going to go on to that retargeting list. So if, if any kind of organic traffic that's coming to your site and going to that blog post, they're also going to be added to that list. Okay. So this is a really cool thing, kind of in a different direction, but let's say that I were to go into my Facebook ads account, get that retargeting pixel, put it on my website and set it up so that I said, anytime someone goes to this specific blog post, target them or put them in my special custom audience, I should Mm -hmm. say, even if I'm not running ads, it's still building that list for me. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. This is important guys. If you're not even ready to run ads yet, Use this retargeting strategy to start building these special custom audiences based on the content people are most interested in. This is segmenting at its best. So just to be really clear, you can put the pixel on your website. You don't have to be running any ads yet. When people go to those specific blog posts, you're building a list inside of Facebook. So when you are ready to run specific ads for, let's say a promo, you have a built-in list of segmented people, right, Rick? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I want to make sure that we're kind of sort of making sure that people understand too that we started talking about native ads and we were talking about pixels and so forth. This is all part of this whole native ads strategy where we are, you know, we're, we're driving traffic or using, using your ads to go to specific forms of content. But when people get there, then what are you doing with them? Well, we're talking about retargeting them. We're also talking about making sure that you have that email, the list there so that they can opt in. And so now you're getting them via retargeting as well as on your email list. Perfect. So that is a good point to make, Rick, because that kind of leads me into the fact that you mentioned earlier, you teased us with the fact that Facebook's making changes and we've got to pay attention to that. And I know when anybody hears Facebook changes, their little antennas poke up because (laughs) This is a big thing for us to pay attention to. So shed some light on that. Oh, you caught that. You I caught did. That. I did for sure. <laughs> so so Facebook basically, the first thing I want to say about this is for those of you guys who are running Facebook ads right now, make sure that you're consistently checking out Facebook's terms and conditions for their ads. You know, check the help pages, make sure that you're up on the rules because maybe you checked it, you know, six months ago. That's not enough. Facebook is changing things all the time right now and you need to make sure that you are up on the very latest terms and conditions. So with that said, Facebook is sort of, they're, they're moving to, and they understand now, it's, I think it's taken them a little bit to get to this point, but they understand that the role of an, of an advertisement on Facebook needs to play the role of adding value to its users. And so, you know, the less salesy that you can be with your ad, the better, for example, they're looking for ads from us advertisers. They're looking for us to add value to Facebook's users in some way. That's why this whole discussion of native advertising is so important right now, because native advertising is you're just advertising content. So helpful content that is going to add value to people. So that is why it's so important right now is because Facebook is really looking out for the experience of its users you know, on the platform. And one way to do that is to make sure that we are adding value, adding content to, you know, our, to our target audiences. Now that reminds me this whole native ad concept, especially as it relates to Facebook advertising has a huge perk for those that are running the ads. Now tell me if you disagree with this, Rick, but what I've noticed and what a lot of my peers that run Facebook ads regularly are noticing is that running an ad to a blog post for value first is incredibly cheaper in terms of what you're paying per click versus running an ad to, let's say, an opt-in page. 
Yeah, that's that, that's kind of been a shift fairly recently over the past, I don't know, say five, six months or so. Yes, because people want that content when they get to the page, it's not like an outright registration page or an opt-in page. They're saying, oh, this is good content here. And then you can turn around and you know present them an ad at a different point with an opt-in offer that's relevant to the content that, that they just read or a registration or something like that. So it's a very, very effective strategy. Cost effective too, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. So just want to make sure we're on the same yep. page there. Okay. So that's the whole idea of native advertising. If you're new to all of this, take a deep breath. I know we covered a lot. Anytime I talk about pixels, my heart beats a little bit faster because <laughs> I think I'm going to confuse people. This is a little bit complicated and it is at first. But just know that once you start to really sit down and understand it, it's not as complicated as it sounds. And the strategy is really, really effective. It's easier than most ad strategies out there. You get to write a blog post, send traffic to that blog post, create a special list. So just know it's worth exploring. If this is the first time you're hearing about it, it might not make perfect sense right away. Start exploring it a little bit more and you're going to be pleasantly surprised just how doable it is. And remember the challenge I had for you in the beginning, just choose one strategy you learn here today on the podcast and run with it. See if you can expand on it, learn more about it, and hopefully apply it to see how your brand can stand out above all the chatter that's on social media right now that's hard to get through. Facebook ads and just paid advertising in general will get you through all that clutter. Okay, so we're taking a deep breath. We're switching gears a little bit. Let's talk about YouTube ads because they are pretty powerful too, right? Yes. And part of the the concept of the podcast is my journey through these other forms of paid traffic strategies that I haven't done yet. And YouTube ads is is one of them. I think I'm on episode... I'm, my next one at the time that we're recording this is number 20. And I would say five of those, of those 20 episodes have been about YouTube ads because I've been so excited about them. And I know that you and I have talked about this sort of off air here yeah. about YouTube ads and how like amazingly appealing they are. And I almost, it's almost one of those things I almost don't like talking about because then more and more people are going to start testing it out. <laughs> That's how I used to feel about Facebook ads. It was like a exactly. gold mine. I'm like, I don't even want to tell people about it. But yeah, then of exactly. Course, I think that's what like YouTube, that. ad, YouTube ads are like that right now. <laughs> okay. So tell me why you think they're so powerful. Well, I mean, well, that's a big thing is that not many people are doing them right now. And the Which is a I, perfect time to get on board, guys. Exactly. Exactly. And the idea of it is, is that you know, with YouTube, obviously, is owned by Google. So it's and I, I think it's what the number two search engine YouTube in the world what that's huge perk. And the cool thing is, is that similar to Facebook is you can target by topic. So like if you're a, I don't know, yoga instructor, you can target other yoga videos by category, like really, really explicitly. And one of the things too, is that that has come up on my interviews on the show, I've had this top, I think six yeah, top five or six people in YouTube advertising who are experts in the, in the world. I mean, these guys know their stuff. It's amazing. And in talking to every single one of them, I always ask the question of, well, when I think of, I think of a video ad, I'm like, we, we talked about before where you're like, uh, you know, talking about pixels, you start to get a little bit like, yeah. this is, I think about the same thing with video because I'm like, oh man, I got to be in front of a camera. Yeah. Now. You know? <laughs> Not everyone loves that, including me. So what what do you have to say about that? What do you have to say about that? (laughs) And I've asked that question to every one of them and they, they, all of them say, well, you don't have to be in front of the camera. You can do, 
you know, you can do like uh, slides, for example, like whether keynote slides or PowerPoint slides, that sort of thing. And those are extremely effective forms of uh, a video. Now, you can be in front of the camera, obviously, and you don't have to, if you want to be and you're comfortable in being in front of a camera, it's not a case where you have to, you know, hire this big elaborate production crew. You could just do it. I mean, and, and oftentimes some of the, what some of the guys were saying is that oftentimes the ones that are done just with your iPhone, for example, are the best performing ones just okay. because it looks more natural. I, I totally agree with that. Let's back up a little bit. When you are talking about YouTube ads, are you talking about the ads that appear right before I try to play a video or are these yes. ads in the right sidebar? Yes. Good question. So these are, I'm talking about the in-stream ads. So these are the ones that, you know, the pre-roll ones where you go to watch a video and then you have a, have a, um, a video right there. Okay. The, the cool thing is, is that they're called true view videos. So after a few seconds, somebody can, well, you play the video and someone can, uh, skip the video right then and there, there's a link that says like you click here to, or skip the video right now. Okay. So that reminds me, have you seen the Geico commercial about skipping the video? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I'll put it in my show notes. It is the funniest thing. I saw this on TV yesterday. It was actually on the news where Geico just made a video. So let's say you were going to see a Geico ad right before you watched a video on YouTube. And basically it was a family sitting at a kitchen table saying something like right when the video starts, like right now you probably want to skip this video. Well, guess what? It's over. And then it just says Geico. So you can't (laughs) skip it. But then when the video pauses, and the dog jumps on the table. The people are frozen. The dog jumps on the table. This is where you can skip the video and you watch the dog eat everybody's food on the kitchen table. So it's ridiculously funny. There's no point to it whatsoever, but it was brilliant because they know everyone skips the video. So with the fact that most people will skip the video right away, we're just kind of conditioned to, oh, we'll just wait till that pops up, skip the video. Let's talk about what makes a compelling YouTube ad video so people don't want to skip it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the importance of that, it kind of brings it back to, what do you say, priming the pump? Yes. Instead of racking the shotgun. <laughs> I don't do the shotgun thing. <laughs> so priming the pump, I mean, if people choose to watch your video, they're sort of qualifying themselves by doing that. You know what I mean? Yes. So if, you, if they click to skip the video, you don't pay for that at all. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if they, if they choose not to watch the video, so you only pay for your ad. This is where, again, this is talking this YouTube stuff. ads here. You only pay for your ad if, if they view the video for more than 30 seconds. Oh, so okay. that is the beauty of it. So the idea is to get people to click on your video, on your video ad prior to that 30 second mark. And that's why there's this sort of anatomy, like what we've been talking about here, anatomy of a highly converting YouTube ad. Now let's go through sort of, you want to go through what the, the, like kind of the time frames within that first 30 seconds? I do. I do. And real quick guys, everything that Rick's going to say here, we're going to put into a free giveaway. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 50 download, you can actually download the steps that he's going to talk about of a highly converting YouTube ad, but you want to listen to it here because it, it's so nice to just kind of hear him say it in real life kind of thing. Okay. So step one would be you want to create a video that's about 45 to 60 seconds long. Okay. So that's, that's number one. And then number two, within that 45 to 60 second video, give your best content within the first 25 seconds. And we'll break that down here in just a second. Okay. Then around the 25 second mark, don't worry again, this is going to be in your cheat sheet here. So people are probably like driving off the road to take (laughs) notes here. You want to go quiet around the 25 second mark. 
And all right, and we'll explain more of that about that in a second. And then between the 25 and 30 second mark, you want to point people to your call to action button that's on the video. So remember, you want to entice viewers to click on your call to action button before that 30 second mark. Because remember, after that 30 second mark, then you pay for it. But if you can get them to click before your video hits 30 seconds and they click, that's a free click for you. Awesome. Okay. And then after the 30 seconds, so if you did a 60 second video, so that, so between, you know, 30 seconds and 60 seconds, that's when you, I mean, you're paying for your ad at that point. So you want to, that's your time to really sell. So if, if somebody has made it to that point, just get into your, you know, get into the selling of why you want people to, to, to click again. Okay. All right. All right. So let's break that down even more. So within the first five seconds, you want to grab somebody's attention. So between zero and five seconds, your job is to grab their attention. And a good way to do that, and this is where you want to start to filter people out. Can you, get, can you tell I get all excited about this? I can. I can hear my, it in your voice. My voice <laughs> speeds up here. <laughs> so um, one of the suggestions that uh, Tom Breeze, who is one of my, uh, one of my guests on, on uh, episode number six, he said he likes to start off a video with, hey, did you know? Mm. And then, you know, dot, dot, dot. So whatever that is for your specific niche. Asking a question, grabbing their attention, just like a Facebook ad. I love it. Exactly. And then from uh, the five second to 10 second mark, then you want to draw people in. So as you're asking that question, and if you notice here, I mean, we obviously were Facebook ads people, but we, it's the same sort of structure that is a Facebook ad, but you're just saying it in the video. So zero to five seconds, grab people's attention five to 10 seconds, you want to draw people in some more. And then from that 10 to 15 second mark, give people the main benefit of the solution that you're offering. So remember, this is, we're focusing on, you know, benefits always rather than features. This is your chance to do it. So from that 10 to 15 second mark, you're focusing on the main benefit of what you're offering. And then from the 15 to 20 second mark, that's when we're talking about some sort of psychological trigger whether it's you're sharing um, authority, whether it's a testimonial, maybe it's scarcity of your offer, some sort of social proof that you can trigger in them in that 15 to 20 second mark. Okay. And then the 20 to 25 second mark, that's your call to action. So you want them, again, you've gone through, you've gotten their attention, you draw, you've drawn them in, you've given your main benefit, you've given that social proof or testimonial or scarcity. Then you want to tell them exactly what to do. Tell them, you know, click here, and then from that 25 second to 30 second mark, no music. So just go quiet. And the only movement at that point is directing people to your call to action button. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. And then again, if you get beyond that 30 second mark, then you can, all right, so you're paying for it at that point, then you can continue to sell. Okay. <laughs> then you just get right into selling. What's the point of going silent? Because the, uh, you don't want to distract them from doing that call to action. Oh, Clicking okay. Okay clicking on that call to action button. Okay, cool. Yep. So, I mean, it, that's sort of the, I mean, it sounds very, there's a lot to it, but it's rather simplistic in that the video is broken up into very specific increments so that what you should be doing during certain points of the video. Any, and again, this doesn't have to be you in front of the camera. This can be just, you know, slides that you're going through and speaking over, whether it's like keynote slides or PowerPoint slides. I like the step-by-step because anything that I'm doing brand new, I really value someone just telling me exactly what I need to yeah. do. I can make it yeah. better after I get the first one out, but this is really good. 
So what would be really cool, Rick, is if we could actually show people a YouTube ad that's done really well. It might not follow step by step exactly what you said, but it actually will show some of these elements. Do you think we can maybe post one in the show yeah, notes? For sure. For sure. I think that'd be really cool to include in the uh, in the show notes. There. Okay, cool. We've been talking a lot about the show notes. You can find them at amyporterfield.com forward slash 50 in honor of our 50th anniversary of the episode. So um, that's where you'll find the show notes. But this is really good. This is so valuable. Okay, so here's the deal. We have covered a lot. We talked about Facebook advertising. We've talked about the retargeting and the pixels and most importantly, this native advertising. And of course, we've walked through YouTube advertising and how powerful it can be and actually how to set one up in terms of what the video should look like. Tell me this, Rick, what is your overall view in terms of what is happening right now with paid advertising? Like, do you feel like more and more people are getting on board? Like, what's the vibe that you're feeling out there? I do. I, I do think that more and more people are, are getting on board. And I, I think the key, though, here is to really find the platform that, that most aligns with your objective and your business. So if you're the type of business that... I mean, uh, when I, I mean, we're obviously skewed towards Facebook ads because we've been doing it for a long time. We've seen such right. great success with it. And let's face it, and I, I say this all the time, there's one point, almost 1.4 billion people on Facebook right now, three quarters of which are on every single day. So your target audience is on there. Yes. You know, it's just a matter of targeting your ads appropriately and, that's, and that sort of thing. But you know, if video aligns better with the type of business that you're in, you know, maybe it's time to start learning about, about YouTube ads. Or if, you know, we didn't even talk about it today, but Twitter, there's, you know, Twitter ads and there's LinkedIn ads. If you're in the B2B space, if you are, you know, more of a visual platform type of business, you know, Instagram is just now rolling out literally when we're recording this within the past few days, they've started to open up uh, more Instagram ads opportunities for the layperson and not just big corporations. Nice. So there's a lot of opportunities out there and it's just, what I'd recommend is if you are interested in getting you know, involved in one of these platforms and starting to test things out, just educate yourself, whether that's through content out there or you know, a paid program of some sort, whatever it might be, educate yourself so that you are dangerous enough to, to get testing it and, you know, and get the necessary help that you need to, to, you know, to sort of take things to the next level. But I think you mentioned this, Amy, at the very beginning is that you don't, the beauty of all this stuff is you don't need to be spending a lot of money no. to test things out, to, to, to see if it works. So yes, there is a huge trend more towards more people coming on to um, testing these paid traffic platforms out. And again, it's more towards that, like we talked about with native advertising, really providing great content for people and leveraging it with, the, with all the technology that we have out there like like pixel retargeting and we could you can do we're not going to go down that road right now but you can do a whole other thing with pixel retargeting with your youtube ads as well oh my gosh so, don't even get me started yeah i can't handle it my head's gonna explode but it's good to know that it is an option i was head exploding right there yes i was like what is that noise there um okay but that's a whole different ball game a whole different show but what we've covered here is so valuable and if i could give you any suggestions whatsoever, it would be to just start with a blog post that you know is directly aligned with what you want to sell. At least get the retargeting pixel on your blog post. And if this whole retargeting and pixel thing has your head exploding, as we mentioned, Rick is actually going to do a quick video to walk you through how to locate it inside the ads manager. So if you go, wow, these are the best show notes I've ever created. If you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 50, 
you can watch a video from Rick that just helps you understand it a little bit more so you know where to locate it. So Rick, thanks so much for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. So one more thing, you actually have a Facebook ads program. So in the Profit Lab, my program, I teach how to build a funnel and I teach one Facebook ad strategy. But you, you have the whole shebang. Talk to me about that. Yeah, this is where we, we really dive deep into Facebook ads. You know, I get into step by step, everything from, you know, what is your goal and objective and what does that strategy look like to how to implement that strategy with Facebook ads. And we dive into Power Editor and go through step by step. We really dive deeply into targeting all the different targeting opportunities. You know, we've just touched on them a little bit today in today's episode, but we break down every single targeting opportunity that Facebook has. We get into one of the questions I get all the time is my ads are running. Now, what do I do? Yes. You know, what numbers am I looking at? How, when, you know, at what point do I make decisions on when to change things or, or whatever? We dive really deeply into that as well. So we really break things down step by step and uh, take a deep dive into it. We also do group coaching for, uh, for Facebook ads. So people join me on a, on a group call and we just, they just rapid fire questions at me. I love it. Um, we have a really vibrant Facebook group as well, where people are asking each other questions about their Facebook ads and getting support from each other. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great course. It's really hands-on and really, truly, if you want to take a deep dive into Facebook ads and understand exactly how it works inside the power editor, which is where you should be running your ads and this whole targeting. And I know you get into the pixels and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check out the program, all you need to do is go to thefbadvantage.com forward slash Amy, and you can get all the details. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes as well, but it's thefbadvantage.com forward slash Amy, and you can check out everything that this awesome program's included. Rick or Regis, whatever you want me to call you, (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show today. I love co-hosting with you. Thanks for having me on. I'm really honored to uh, spend number 50 here with you. Yes, exciting times. So if you want to check out that really cool PDF giveaway that Rick and I created together, the anatomy of a highly converting Facebook ad and highly converting YouTube ad, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 50 download and grab your copy. Thank you so much for being with me. And if you've been with me since the beginning, episode number one, I'm honored that you came on this journey with me. There's only more great things to come. Thank you so much for being here. And again, thanks, Rick. I'd love to have you on the show. Can't wait till you come back again. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 